It was a Friday in the middle of December, the day after Daniel and I had finished our finals and we were leaving Pennsylvania for New York. The sky was heavy and gray as we left campus and drove toward town, which was mostly quiet. At the second traffic light, I jumped out and ran into a coffee shop on the corner. I grabbed two hot coffees and a chocolate croissant stuffed into a waxy paper bag for us to share. It had snowed earlier in the week, and the bare branches were still covered in a sheath of ice. Winter in Pennsylvania was bleak, but still there was something beautiful in its nearly silent emptiness. We drove south toward the interstate, past miles of fields punctuated with farmhouses, small squares of red in the distance, an easy calm before the suburban rush of Walmarts and Olive Gardens and vast parking lot after parking lot. We'd only driven a handful of miles when I turned toward Daniel and kissed his shoulder. Daniel, I think I have to pee. I'm sorry, I know we just left, but I do. Okay, it's fine. We have like a quarter of a tank left anyway. We'll stop when it runs out. Like an hour and a half? Are you kidding? I asked. I can't tell if you're kidding or not. I'm kidding, he said, and he smiled, displaying a bottom row of crowded teeth. Daniel had told me recently, after I'd commented on how endearing I'd found them, a rare imperfection in his otherwise flawless face that he'd somehow persuaded his parents and orthodontist to remove his braces several months early because he refused to start ninth grade with all that clunky metal attached to his teeth. I'd loved hearing this about him and how assertive he had been even then, at 14, when I'd been at the peak of my own insecurity. You weren't kidding, you're such an asshole. Daniel slid his right hand between my legs. It's so cold he said. Warm me up. And yes, of course I'm kidding, but if you want, he gestured backward with a twist of his neck. There's an empty Snapple bottle back there. You want? Okay, sure, no problem. I reached behind the front seat and leaned over to grab the Snapple bottle. I unbuttoned my jeans and began to unzip my fly, but then stopped, smiled at him. I dare you. Daniel said. Well, if you dare me. Double dare you, he said. Double dare, remember that show? Of course, I used to watch those reruns all the time. When I was little, all I wanted to do was get covered in those buckets of green slime. If we get married, can we try to go on family double dare together? Yes, Daniel said. They'll have to bring it back on the air. That can be our honeymoon, straight to Universal Studios. So romantic. We had been dating for about four months. The entire first semester of my junior year, which, in the strange, warped way the time moved in boarding school, felt significant. We'd sat next to each other the first day of our American history class, and then exchanged a flurry of emails before hanging out one night after school, in the beginning of September. Daniel had somehow managed to procure a bottle of whiskey, and we sat on a patch of grass behind my dorm, took long sips from the stout amber bottle. We played this game called I-Rhymes, where you have to think of two words that were spelled the same but sounded different. Daughter and laughter, 
rough and dough, good and food. We alternated back and forth until Daniel was tipsy and I was drunk and could no longer think of appropriate pairs. And then I began demanding all sorts of wordplay from him. Anagrams, go. Oh, I know this one. How about wolf and fowl? Way to go, I said. Then, homophones. Pear and pear, Daniel offered. Great. Fair and fair. Look at you, I said. Male and male. You are amazing. Can I tell you a story? <laughs>